Hey guys, welcome back to the BCM and the AM. We are doing a special episode on Thanksgiving. Why are we doing a special episode on Thanksgiving, Sam? Because it's going to be Thanksgiving. Get that turkey, y'all. <laughs> We're going to have fun doing this. Anyway, <laughs> if it's not obvious, Sam and I are here doing this one and we are going to have a lot of fun with it. So why do on, on Thanksgiving? Because the idea of thankfulness is all over the Bible. And I think that... Honestly, when we think of Thanksgiving, I mean, like Sam just said, we think, let's talk about turkeys. And let's talk about <laughs> the pilgrims. And mm-hmm. Let's, let's mm-hmm. make the five-finger handprint and draw a turkey out of it. Yeah, like make them little useful. leaves. It so. is pretty cute. I got some of those on my fridge. <laughs> well, that's fair. You have three kids yeah. to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so what is one thing that you're thankful for? You know, I, there's... I, I could list a bajillion things. And you know, there's something in me that hates that question. <laughs> because I think that's part of our problem. Is we just want to have one thing. Like we're like satisfied with one thing. And you know, um, it's as if there isn't this laundry list. And sometimes I'll ask mm. that to somebody and they're like, uh, and I'm like, the air in your lungs, <laughs> the sun in the sky. I woke up this morning. <laughs> right, the food in your belly, the roof over your head, the friend beside you. Like, how are we sitting there and going like, oh, I have to think of one thing to be thankful for. And I'm like, man, I should have a hundred on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Um, because there is, there's such a multitude of things to be thankful for. And on my hardest days, I'm thankful for the greatest thing, which is Christ himself and what he's given me. And through that, the Holy Spirit inside me, like on my worst days, nothing can take that from me. Yeah. You know? And so of course I'm thankful for so, so, so much. And I wish we would start saying, tell me all the things you're thankful for. Because won't that, won't that testify to God's goodness? Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Because we're so willing to be like, oh, what's wrong? What's hard? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start asking you, tell me all the things you're thankful for. (laughs) That's going to be the first question. Then we can get to the hard stuff. But first... Tell me why all the reasons you're thankful. Yeah, I think that uh, that really gets at the heart of a lot of this because it's even that question because that is such a popular question. It's one of the ones why we wanted to do mm-hmm. this. And maybe this is catching you a little off guard that, you know, I asked the question and then we're attacking the question instead of actually answering it. So you're welcome for that. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Time with Sam and <laughs> But I think that it exposes our view of God. I think that mm-hmm. when our view of God is only so big, we only mm-hmm. have so big of a window for thankfulness. And so mm-hmm. this idea of what is one thing you're thankful for is like, man, if you could squeak out one thing from your little miserable life that you could be thankful for, right. what would it be? And I think as believers, we we can't answer that question. We, we have to like say, there's something wrong there. We have to have a bigger picture at stake mm-hmm. and so when we say what are all the things you're thankful for it opens up this idea that God is so much bigger than just this one thing that he did mm-hmm. I mean especially if you're a believer on like listening to this maybe like pause for a second and think about what are some of the things that you're thankful for right now that you didn't even see coming that God did in your life, you know, that, and that's just one category. What are the things you did see coming that he did in your life? What are the people he put in your path that you're thankful for? Yes. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I like to challenge myself in the midst of hard times is like, what will I later be thankful for that came out of today? Yeah. You know, this hard conversation, this sorrowful moment, like, what can I look forward to and cast my gaze on the faithfulness of his redeeming qualities 
even in this moment, and preemptively give thanks. So that's right. Consider it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter trials of many kinds. Yeah. Not because the trial is joyful, but because the trial is is one moment of an entire race yeah. that he set before us. And so the fact that we know the destination of our race, even in, if you're a believer, you know you're heading towards an eternity with the Almighty Creator. Like, okay, well, there's my one thing. I'm going to heaven. <laughs> you know, like, it's it seems... Uh, it seems sad to just try and go down to one thing, but... Yeah, yeah. I had something that was going to be really good and profound, but I totally lost it. Oh, I remember. <laughs> so I think it's it's so cool because God's thankfulness, like the thankfulness of what God does in our lives, we often tie it to the good things. And like you just said, sometimes it's going to be, we look back and we see these different things that we're almost sorrowful or... or were inherently bad things mm-hmm. and we would say I would never be where I am right now had that not happened so God thank you for those points there's actually a song that I um, I was really convicted over this by several years ago and um, it, I think it's called Great Things by Elevation Worship and they in it it says thank you for the wilderness where I learned to thirst for your presence mm-hmm. and like thank you for the lonely times where I learned to live in the silence and it's mm-hmm. like this this deepening of our idea of what thankfulness actually is, not just of the experiences that were easy for us, but also in the times that God proved how faithful and how with us he actually is. Right. In the in the depths, not just on the heights. Well, it's because thankfulness can't be tied to how you feel. Yeah. Thankfulness isn't a feeling. Thankfulness is a choice. It's an action. You know, you choose thankfulness. Yeah. I, if I wait to feel thankful... One, my pride will probably get me to a place where I think I deserve it. Or two, I'll have hardships in front of me and I won't see the faithfulness of God in them and I won't choose to look for it so I might be brought to an attitude of thankfulness. Like if you're waiting to feel thankful, like you might hit that every so often. But like if you choose thankfulness, things change. Yeah. And I wonder as we kind of zoom out and look at it, when we talk about thankfulness and ha- it having such a powerful effect on our attitude, on our um, everyday and things that would change, how does that, like if we were to really drill into it, the, the heart behind thankfulness is a humble heart. Mm-hmm. And God always says, the humble ones I will lift up. You know, mm-hmm. I will exalt the ones that come in low. That's one of the best-selling books right now in Christian authorship is called gentle and lowly Mm. and it's because of that it's jesus and that's his whole thesis about the book is jesus came gentle and lowly Mm -hmm. and which i love that but also we hold the bible holds two things in tension all the time he came gentle and lowly so he can come back kingly and great and that's how it comes back well robert emmons who is not a christian he's one of the leading scientific experts on gratitude so there's two key components. And I, you know me, I'm a scientist, so I love bringing in yeah. people who are like, you know, not necessarily gearing things towards faith, but I'm like, oh man, I see Jesus written all over that. <laughs> um, so he says there's two key component, components. First, it's an affirmation of goodness. We affirm that there are good things in the world, gifts and benefits we've received. And the second part of gratitude he explains is we recognize that the sources of this goodness are outside of ourselves. We acknowledge that other people or even higher powers, if you're 
of a spiritual mindset give us the many gifts, big and small, to help us achieve the goodness in our lives? And this is a scientist. This is not a theologian. This is a scientist understanding, like, the humility that comes from gratitude, the recognition that the benefits of that gratitude is that it reminds you of a goodness that is out there, and we call him Christ. You know, the whole world yearns to know the goodness. This scientist is just hinting at a desire to know, like, if you're of a spiritual mindset, and I'm like, oh, I'm not of a mindset, I'm of a life. You know, but like, man, even science is showing, like, this gratitude is so beneficial and that it helps us see that there is good and that that good is not dependent on us and our situations. Yeah. Another, I know I'm talking about a lot of music, but I'm a music nerd. Um, but there's one song that recently came out called Gratitude by uh, Brandon Lake. And that, one of the things that he says in that is like, I, I sing these songs and it just is so routine. And then I come to this place where I realize I need to be in gratitude. And when I do that, my only response is to stand here in awe because there are so many things. Mm-hmm. And I, I, can't, I can't help but seeing it loud and open and honest and it's like this really humble plea of like I've got nothing else on the table except except this so what is the significance of thankfulness in the Bible where are some places that we see thankfulness in the Bible it would be easier to talk about the places we don't see it the list would be shorter um I think about uh, obviously the Psalms um one out of every six Psalms is one of thankfulness um, even in um, Psalm 119, um, David straight says, I praise you seven times a day. You know, yeah. like he just praises for his thing. He's thankful for who God is and praises God sometimes a day. I mean, it's just written all over um, the scriptures, the thankfulness of um, the Israelite people for being chosen, for the Passover, for the, I mean, the times they get in trouble is when they forget to be thankful, mm-hmm. Right. They get out on the other side of the of the, the river and they're sitting there worshiping a golden calf because they've forgotten all the goodness of what God's got them through. Yeah. And they're forgetting to be thankful and they're looking for anything. And so I feel like usually when we get in trouble, it's when we've moved away from an attitude of thankfulness and an attitude of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude. Let's cross-stitch that one. <laughs> Let's put it on a pillow. I'm going to see that in my grandma's house this Thanksgiving. <laughs> Attitude gratitude. Probably. It's going to be one of those sharing pillows where you pass it around and everybody shares one thing they're thankful You're for. You're going to throw it on their head and be like, we're not sharing one thing. <laughs> we're sharing all the things. And then I'll, you know, be in a food coma and vomit on the pillow later. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's hope not on that part of all of the things. But I just don't see a place where there isn't thankfulness. How can you yeah. dwell in the presence of the Lord without thankfulness what like you know like who wants to stand in the presence of the lord with grumbling yeah or you know pessimism you know or you know the opposite whatever you might say is the opposite of thankfulness yeah and i even think about like times in i just finished reading daniel and in daniel there's a king of a different nation that is being set up he has this crazy dream i encourage you to go read it crazy dream where basically it's god saying if you don't humble yourself and be grateful that I put you where you are, I'm going to make you realize in a very off, offshoot way that you need to be grateful for what you are. And, and he does it, and that's what occurs. And the songs that come out of it are 
this guy that has no concept of who God is is struck in awe and is put in a place of thankfulness that like everything I see has been placed there and everything I have has been placed there because the God of the universe has put it there. Right. It's like he doesn't even have words to put around who God actually is, but we have in the Bible that he's like, I know that only the most powerful one could do this. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, that just is reminiscent of just the world, right? Yeah. The world still knows there's something going on mm-hmm. um, and that this goodness doesn't just arise out of humanity. Mm-hmm. There's an outside source. So. Yeah, and so I, that's what I love talking about big topics like this really fast because there's so much that if we were to sit on it, we would take hours and hours right. and hours on end. And so to get a flyover is a lot of fun for me. But so we see that in almost the story narrative. We see thankfulness in the story narrative of the Old Testament. We see it in the Psalms of the Old Testament. I mean, we would we can go digging in the Proverbs and I promise that there is something there about thankfulness and humility and about humbling yourself rather than making yourself big and, and mm-hmm. seeing the glory of the God laid out before you. Ecclesiastes has it all over it in mm-hmm. the wisdom literature. Like, it's wise to be thankful. It's, mm-hmm. You know, this big resounding gong that we're getting. And not just in the narrative of the Old Testament, not just in the wisdom literature and the songs of the Old Testament, but also all through the New Testament, the letters to the church and, and in the four Gospels, like we, we see this attitude of humility and thankfulness tied together and woven through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We see Jesus thanking God for all kinds of things all the way through. And we're like, that doesn't make sense. He is God. But it, it just go peek at it and you'll see, like, we're supposed to be imitators of Christ. He's doing it so that we understand. We might learn from him and glean yeah. from him. Right? Yeah. If he, as a part of the Trinitarian God, yeah. can humble himself in gratitude, like, what level of humility does that place before me? Yeah. I don't have to bend that low to be thankful. Mm-hmm. And yet he did, you mm-hmm. know? So, is there any empirical evidence for thankfulness? Look, you're a music nerd. I'm a science nerd. And we each own our roles. Okay? <laughs> True. And the reality is, um, not um, the Bible is fully true. But not everything that is true is in the Bible. So, for example, gravity isn't in the Bible, but I'm very thankful it's true right now because I do not want to float to the moon. So, here's the thing. Science will point to biblical truths without even really meaning to. And it's just so neat to me, and I love that about it. And so, there is so much empirical evidence for gratitude and well-being having a direct connection. People with gratitude heal faster. Um... They come back from heartbreak and, and uh, hardship is, I think, the words they use um, uh, more quickly. Um, and there's just constant. I have three different um, journals from um, Berkeley to NCBI. Um, and where, yeah, I know, right? I, welcome to my life. And then <laughs> USC. All um, printed within the last, like, eight years upwards mm-hmm. of all these different experiments that were done to show that when you have gratitude your life is better your mental health is better your sleep's better isn't that interesting you sleep better um now of course there were a few um places where the empirical evidence didn't like show that Mm -hmm. and that you know that's okay for one example um 
uh, veterans who came back from war with PTSD did not see a large improvement with a gratitude journal, but it talked about middle-aged divorced women saw a huge improvement. And so it's not saying that this is some like easy band-aid, please don't hear me say that, but the reality is that gratitude is a gift given to us to help us thrive. You know, thankfulness is a gift. It's a, it's a gift of all the gifts, you know? It's just such a weird play and that I'm thankful for the gifts and the fact that I can even be thankful for them is a gift in itself. Yeah. Um, that I have the mindset to humble myself and, and see that and, and allow my whole well-being to be filtered through the lens of thankfulness instead of um, my own sinful flesh taking over and allowing pessimism and discontentment and all these other things to write the story of my life. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I, again, I just think it's so interesting to see psychiatrists and psychologists all saying the same thing that Scripture says, which is thankfulness will take you so far if you will choose to do it not as you feel, but as a discipline. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, one of the um, studies was actually for college students. And they said um, the first four weeks they saw small improvement, but after doing it for 12 weeks, they saw mm. huge improvement. And I think we have to stop saying like, okay, God, I'm thankful. Now I want to feel better. Mm. Like, no, like this is not an, an, an exchange rate or something. Like, yeah. It's a, it's a prostrating yourself before the Lord yeah. and recognizing like in all things I can give thanks, Father, because of who you are and um, what you've done previously and what I believe you to do in the future. And so by prostrating ourselves in the attitude of thankfulness daily as a discipline, we will see the Lord work remarkably in our life. Yeah, and I, I think that we... As 2021 believers, um, well, especially as people in leadership right now, we're having to reintroduce this idea of like disciplines at all mm. because there's there was such a pushback against all legalistic anything of the church. And while that in and of itself is a good thing that there needs to be that pushback, mm -hmm. there's also this side of like, well, there's these things that if you can get them into your habits, like... It's not, it's not the thing themselves that changes you. It's what God does through those things that changes you. You know, like we're not saying say thanks, God, and then wait 10 seconds and then, you know, a donut will appear at your door. Mm -hmm. That's not what we're saying. We're saying like an attitude of thankfulness and a routine discipline of doing it again and again and again and again and again eventually changes your attitude and your heart about everything that's going on around you. I, I particularly love when we're talking about prayer, that's one of the four component, excuse me, components that we talk about. It's that acts model, the adoration, mm -hmm. confession, thankfulness, mm -hmm. and supplication. And, and the fact that it has its own category in that, I like a lot because I think a lot of times we need the reframing of our minds. When it, like if we're just talking about prayer for a minute, that we look at adoration and we... We step back and we adore God for how big he is. And we come to confession and we get re-centered on how small we really are. Mm -hmm. And then we can adequately be thankful for the difference in size that we see mm -hmm. as we look back and forth between the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. 
I am so appreciative of the fact that disciplines are um, given to us as opportunities and not as chains. Like what a joy it is to be used by the Lord. And so as, as part of that joy, it's being fit for the occasion, hmm. you know? Like when I get called off the line, like I want to be ready in all things yeah. because I'm so eager to serve the Lord. And part of that is like, how am I preparing for when I get caught off the line, when I get mm-hmm. called into action? And those are, those are what the disciplines are, are meant for. It's shaping me, preparing me and strengthening me for the use in his kingdom. Not yeah. so like, I feel better. I'm an all-star Christian. It's just, man, use me, God. I so desire to be a tool in your hand, to be a part of your kingdom's work. And I want to do anything I can to, to be of use for you. Yeah. Um, and I want to um, take off any hindrances that would pull me back from that. And so the discipline of gratitude tells me a few things. It's going to take work. Yeah. You're not going to fall into gratitude. If you're expecting <laughs> to just True. fall into gratitude, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Um, you're going to find yourself making strides forward and maybe backtracking. That doesn't mean you haven't made strides forward. Pick up where your, your belongings and yeah. keep moving forward. It's a discipline. Um, and secondly, or thirdly, wow, let's keep on our numbers here. Thirdly, we need to hold each other accountable in it. Yeah. Like if you have Christian brothers and sisters who all they do is complain, I've been the person who said for every complaint, you now must say something you're thankful for. Like, uh, I like that. You know, for yeah. don't get me wrong. You might have a good reason to complain today, but you also have a good reason to be thankful. Yeah. So with that same tongue, let's say the thing of gratitude as well. Yeah. Because yeah. perhaps that's the thing you need to shift your focus off the hardship of today. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was talking, it's funny enough, I was talking to a couple of guys in a discipleship group not too long ago about... Um, how the spiritual disciplines like work and 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 why they're significant in what we do because we were talking about and I was challenging them them with going and sharing the gospel on campus and saying you have to understand that these disciplines inform you to be able to share the gospel right. and when you go to share the gospel they it shows you all the areas you need to be work on because let's say you go up you have this conversation and you don't know how to handle what this person wants to ask you, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it puts you in the place of saying, okay, so I need to say, let's meet again, which is great. Awesome. Yep. Glad that you're having a second conversation. But also it puts you in this place of, I get to pray for them. I have to go and study this. I've got to go dig into the word. I need mm-hmm. to be memorized in these verses the next time I see them. Mm-hmm. You know, And it just brings up this like, also, thank you, God, that they're willing to meet with me again. Yes. And, you know, like it just, yes. all these things start coming back around. And it, and a lot of times we see them as a list to check off rather than a loop that plays into itself. Mm. Yeah. So, anyway, you had me thinking about that. So, funny enough that this is a special episode on Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is so hard to be thankful at. Mm-hmm. I find myself amidst... Uh, 
family and I love my family, but I am a black sheep, I would say, <laughs> of them. And so sometimes I can kind of get in a grumbly attitude of sorts. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be a time of thankfulness, but I don't really find myself very thankful. And I'm sure there's plenty of people listening that can, that can kind of reso- resonate with that, resolute with that. Resonate with resonate. that. Resonate. <laughs> I don't think they were going to resolute, but they might resonate. so what would you say is like something practical that you know we can grab onto as we move into this day of thanksgiving that may or may not give us attitudes of thankfulness when we're sitting around the table well david sets us up psalm 119 seven things in the morning start your morning every morning with seven things write them out Take the t- I think there's something that slows us down when we have to write and to see our own words on a piece of paper and not to only think them and say them, but to see them and, and encounter them in more than one sense. It's really powerful. So start your morning writing down seven things you're thankful for um, and do that every day. And when I'm having a hard time, I go back and look at them. Mm. I revisit them. Try, if you can, to make two to three of them about your present circumstance. I'm thankful that I have family to gather around me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thankful that uh, this year uh, all my sisters are able to gather around the table. Whatever that might be for you, find something about your present circumstances, right? Because it'd be easy to be like, well, I'm thankful that God is sovereign. And I'm thankful that, like, okay, mm-hmm. don't try and Jesus juke me here. Right. Okay, love you, mean it, but... Let's write a few yeah. that are about your present circumstances, too. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. Guys in particular, you don't get out of journaling. This okay. is something that a lot of guys, you know, obviously we grow up with that stipulation. Oh, you have a journal? Yeah. Whatever. I get that that's silly and you can make fun of that in elementary school, but grow up, be mature now. Like, there are things that it will help you focus. I've had questions about this in the last year, and this is the serious answer. To be able to focus better, write down what you're thinking and write down what you're praying. Don't call it a journal or a diary if that's the problem you have. Make it your book or whatever. I don't care. If that's the problem you have, we have worse problems. But we'll talk about that in another episode, I guess. That's right. <laughs> Tune in next week when we deal with why you have problems with the word diary. <laughs> Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Sam. No, I mean I, that summarizes it. I think that summarizes it really well, and uh, you'll be astonished. By the end of the week, you may find yourself writing fourteen things. Yeah, yeah. Anytime that I've gotten into, because right now I'm not particularly in, in a a rhythm that's very good at that, and I need to get back into it. But anytime that I have gotten into a good rhythm of it, I find that my list gets longer the longer I do it. Exactly. And I think that that is appropriate in how it's supposed to play out because you realize, oh, wow, like there, this works for prayer too. It's mm-hmm. like if I'm writing my prayers out, I realize, oh, there was also this other person that mm-hmm. I'm thinking about. Oh, there's this other thing that I was thinking about. Oh, there's this other thing that I'm also thinking about. And it just keeps getting longer and longer and longer as you go. And I, honestly, I think that's the Holy Spirit just doing a work in us to show us, like, you have this big of a window of what you think this is, and I'm going to blow that wide open if you right. give me the opportunity. Right. 
So I think as as you walk away into the Thanksgiving season, I would say think about all the things you're thankful for. Mm-hmm. Not just people that irritate you that you have to see. Not just the weird uncle that's going to mess with your hair when you get there. Or the snotty kid that's running around the table. Like, even if it's a hard season, there are things that God has done or is doing or is setting up to come that you can be thankful for. If you're having a hard time, ask a friend. Yeah. I think this is one of those places where I'd be gladly, I would gladly bear your burden of helping you see the places to be thankful. Yeah. You know, um, I would be thrilled to help you cast your eyes upon God's goodnesses. And so if, if it really is hard and you're just going, I got two things. I don't know how to find the other things. Let people who walk in Christ train you yeah. to have the eyes to see. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this special Thanksgiving episode. We really appreciate you giving us a listen. And please share us on all the social medias because every time you do it, it gets the word out more. We love you guys. Yeah. Hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. See you later. Bye-bye.